0: Okay, so we've been working on, or we learning about the Four Agreements. Don Miguel Ruiz's seminal book about um, simple, simple, simple changes. Simple but not easy that we can make that will absolutely transform our lives. And it's built upon this idea that we, didn't, we weren't born to doubt ourselves to call ourselves names, to judge ourselves and other people. We weren't born to decide that. We were given that from the day we were born. And we adopted all, he says, you know, these are agreements. They're agreements that our culture has made, our, our world has made, and then our culture, and then our country, and then our family our schools, our peers. We get fed all of this information and we think it's right, especially when we're children, we don't have any defenses, so we just believe it. We believe this is good and this is bad. These people are worthy, these people are not worthy. You are not worthy if you do this or that, but you're worthy if you do this other thing. Punishment and reward, and we learn to agree with what the most people or the people who have the most power over us agree with. And so, becoming conscious in adulthood of the agreements that we make that don't serve us, that don't serve us, is the only way to change. We had an agreement in this country that most people agreed upon that black people, by the color of their skin, were less worthy of having human rights than people whose skin was a different color. That was agreed upon enough that it was governed for years and years and years, and we have been changing that agreement. And yes, we have to do it one by one by one by one. You have to change your agreement. That's not true, I don't believe it. I don't believe it to be so. We have to speak that truth. And then institutionally, we have to change our agreements. It's a lot easier to change an agreement for a person than for an institution, but there is a tipping point when enough of us change personally, Then the institutions do change. So that's just an example of an agreement. It's just an example of an agreement we we made that just, it doesn't, not only does it not serve us as individuals, it doesn't serve the world. It doesn't serve love. It doesn't serve our purpose here on the planet. So the agreements that he suggested the first one, be impeccable with your word. And yeah, he meant honesty by that, but mostly what he meant was listen to what you say and think. And make sure that you are not using the power of your word to put yourself down or anyone else down. And if you can change that one thing, if you can catch those thoughts and catch those words and change them, say, no, I don't agree with that. I don't agree that the guy in front of me is a... (laughs) Beloved child of God, please. (laughs) I learn a lot of my spiritual lessons in traffic. Um, so we, we make a different agreement. We make an agreement in here that we believe that we are one with each other. And when we truly take that on and believe it, then to do harm to another is to harm ourselves. When we understand that, it makes us a lot more aware of the things that we do say think that might be harmful, and why our word? Because our word has power, and our actions tend to follow our words. And so we become aware. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. Truly. I'm a lot better about that than I used to be. But if I could master that one thing, my whole life would change. As I was brought up, the agreement I made was if I make everybody else happy with me, if I do what I think they want, I will be okay. And man, for years, I ran around in circles trying to make everybody else okay, trying to make everybody else happy with me, and I was not okay. And when you bend over backwards to make somebody happy with you and they're still not happy with you, it's not a way to live. Because everything anybody does to you is about them. It's not about you. It's not about you. Now, I understand that people in this physical plane have power over you. Somebody murders you, but is that about the murdered person or is it about the hatred in the heart of the person who murders? And I'm here to tell you that no one, no one in this world ever punched somebody in the nose or called another person a name because they felt really good inside because they felt happy with who they are at depth. And so, it helps to be able to have compassion for people, even as you say, I'm not going to take that personally. Whew, that's on you, that's all about you. You don't have to say it out loud, you can just inside go, okay, well, that's your opinion. Thank you for bringing this to my awareness so I can make sure that I'm still not taking things personally. (laughs) Yeah. And the third agreement is don't make assumptions. Because a lot of times when we make, take things personally, it's because we're making an assumption. He hates me, or he wouldn't have looked at me like that. Well, they wouldn't have voted that way if they were good people, <laughs> right? Can you, when I say it out loud, can you see how ridiculous that is? But we make assumptions. We know one fact about a person, and then we make, we make up all the rest. And so when we stop making assumptions, it starts with the awareness that we are making up stories all the time, and we don't have to believe the story we get to hold it up and see if it's actually true. So those are the three agreements that, have y'all mastered those yet? <laughs> the fourth agreement is about all three before and it, it, it's just simply this, always do your best. So yeah, are you gonna always be impeccable with your word? Probably not, but you can always do your best. Are you going to always not take things personally? No, probably not, but you can do your best. Are you going to stop completely making assumptions? Probably not, but you can do your best. And here's the thing. When we, are, when we act from that awareness of doing our best, and we fall and get up, right, and we fail, And then we see that we failed, and then we succeed. That's exactly, do you get that if you fall down 70 times, that means 71 times you got up? Right? It's about doing your best from day to day. This is um, from a writing by Robert Walsh. The meaning of a life is not contained within one act or one day or one year. As long as you are alive, the story of your life is being told and the meaning is still open. As long as there is life in the world, the story of the world is still being told. Nothing is settled, and if nothing is settled, then everything matters. Every choice, every act, every word, every deed is making the meaning of your life and telling the story of the world. So why do we always do our best? Because peace. If you've done your best, you have an answer. Hey, it was the best I could do. If it was the best, what more can anyone ask? Well, what we know is that we do ask more than that for ourselves. So what happens? Not more, not more than your best. Have you ever given more than your best and found yourself exhausted? Found yourself in a position where you're committed to something that was literally unsustainable? That's doing more than your best. And it makes you not do your best because then you can't sustain it, it hits the next domino and they all start to fall. <laughs> they, are, they all start to fall. So don't try to do more than your best. And not less than your best either. If you do less than your best, if you know you just half did it, then you're probably gonna have some guilt. Your judge, your internal judge is gonna go, you know you could've done better than that. And then the internal judge, as we talked about, can punish you by, oh, making you not sleep perhaps, (laughs) making you tired, making you avoid certain people because I know I didn't do my best, (laughs) right? So it's not more, it's not less. It's not perfectionism. It's not being perfect. Doing my best is not being perfect. I know. I thought I was I could do perfectly. For a while I really thought if I tried hard enough I could do per- perfectly. Guess what? Nope. <laughs> I don't know if you could have tried any harder, but I never got anywhere close to perfection and it made me crazy and more than that, it made the people around me crazy. Yeah. Cuz I'm Bob used to have this Bob and Aaron had this code. They'd go, "Mama's in a frizz." <laughs> And that meant, stay away. She's cleaning things, and you're liable to get your teeth brushed if you're in the way of where she's dusting. Yeah. Not good, exhausting, constantly judging ourselves for not being perfect when the point was never to be perfect. The point was simply to do our best. So when we do our best, it fights that judge. It's like the judge comes along in your mind and says well that wasn't very good you can say hey i did my best when the guilt comes you can say wait a minute did i do my best if i didn't i can do better next time if i did hmm, i did my best go away leave me alone i don't need you guilt can you imagine living a life without regrets without regrets if you always do your best There's nothing to regret. You can't control what anyone else does. You can't control the outcome of what happens when you do your best. All you control is what you do. And you could live life with no regret or guilt. And here is the thing, the very most important thing to remember about this. Your best, not the best, okay? And your best, your personal best will be different every day, sometimes every moment. Your personal best changes all the time. It changes according to how much energy you have, whether you're tired, whether you are slept well. It changes according to your health. It changes if you're in pain. It changes according to your information. We all act on the information we know, and then mm, I did my best, but boy, I had wrong information. And then we have to do our best to be humble and accept new information. We do our best based on our skill. Hey, if you want me on your bowling league, I will do my best, and I will probably bowl an 80. Maybe more if you put the bumpers up. I always bowl bowl with the three and four-year-olds. That's that's what I do. But you know, I have no shame in that. I'm doing my best, and you shouldn't have asked me to be on your bowling team. Doing my best. It depends upon your frame of mind. It can even depend upon the weather, right? I am not at my best in August in Texas, I can tell you. Pretty much never. I'm kind of uh, out of sorts that it's this temperature and it's still February. So fighting the weather, isn't that a great way to spend my time and mental energy? So your best, not the best. I Think about that. We do the best we have with what we have at the time, and then we let it go. Ah, could you just do your best and then let it go? Not hammer yourself over the head anymore? It requires awareness. It requires that you pay attention to what it is that you're doing. To do your best means you can't just go on autopilot Although I will say sometimes the best I can do is autopilot. And I can forgive myself for that too. I'm tired. My brain is exhausted. I'm, I don't know how I got here, but thank God I got here safely. <laughs> right? And when I wake up, I get to go, OK, I went to sleep, but I woke up again. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best from here. We learn from our mistakes. Here's the cool thing. When we start doing our best, and then we find out we didn't do our best, then we learn from that mistake, and then our best gets better. Isn't that awesome? Your best gets better. Maya Angelou, just love her. She says, do the best you can until you know better. And when you know better, do better if you approach the world with this idea that everybody is doing the best they can because they don't know any better, and someday they may do better if they know better. But right now, the only person whose information control, uh, flow I can control is my own. I know more and I do more. I do my best, then I let it go. And here's a mantra for you. My best is enough for me. Because I'm telling you, for most of you, maybe all of you, your best is already enough for most people in your life. They don't want any more from you than that. Mostly it's you saying my best is just not good enough. So I want you to say that with me. My best is enough for me, together. My best is enough for me. I'll start it again. My best is enough for me. Do you believe that? Can you take it in? Do your best, then let it go. Because it's always, listen to me when, I hear, when you hear me say this, it's always been enough for God. There was never a moment that God wanted from you any more than what you could give, ever. You've been in grace all this time. And what keeps you from it is your not allowing yourself to enjoy and appreciate it. And so we stop taking things personally. We don't let anybody else decide what our best is, right? We don't make assumptions. Actually, we start think, stop thinking so much about other people at all other than how we can help them only by doing our best. Because here's the other thing, it's not. It's not about comparing. It's not about compared to what society or the culture or my family or the Joneses next door. It's not about what anybody else is doing. I should have done better, she did better. Well, she has a whole different set of tools than I have. I'm doing my best. Doesn't have anything to do with anybody else's best. It's always good enough for God, now you get to accept yourself. And I'm gonna close with a poem by Rumi. Come, come whoever you are. Wanderer, worshiper, lover of leaving, it doesn't matter. Ours is not a caravan of despair. Even if you've broken your vows a thousand times, come, come, and yet again, come. Thank you. We're just going to take those ideas into a brief meditation. So just take a deep breath. You don't have to keep breathing deeply, but sometimes taking a deep breath reminds us to focus. Oh, yeah, here I am breathing. It was unconscious. Now I realize I am. Allow yourself to just be comfortable where you are. If anything in your body hurts, send it compassion. say to whatever part of that body, whatever part of the body it is, I know you're doing your best and I care. And see if that doesn't relax it some. And as you breathe in, know that you are breathing in the very love, energy, and substance of God. And you didn't have to remember to ask for it. You don't have to do it right. No one's judging how you're breathing. Every breath is God saying, yes. Yes, yes, to your life, to your individual, precious, unique life. With each breath, we can be reminded that God is not some distant thing out there. God is a power and a presence and an energy that is with us at all times. There's nowhere we can go that God is not. When I was a child, that scared me because I thought I was being judged all the time. But I no longer live with that understanding. God made you the way you are and all God wants, if I may personify for a minute, is your best. That's all that's required. and you are a spiritual being you are lighter than air you are light itself that's who you are and you have landed on this planet in heavy gravity in a cumbersome body and that's okay it's just as it should be because by embodying this physical form, you get to learn all kinds of things that you could never learn if you stayed just pure light. And so allow the light that you are to inform your physical form. As you breathe in love, breathe in light and see. Feel that light. Filling up your lungs, bringing a brightness to your whole torso. Feel the energy and power of that light down your legs, through to your feet, your toes. Feel the energy of that light in your shoulders, your arms, your hands, and your fingertips. Feel the energy of that light rise up through your neck. Know that you are filled with light. The Hindus say there is a thousand-petaled lotus at the top of your head. That's your crown chakra. And at all times, you stay connected to all the light and love that there is. We're already connected we're already not separate we just forget and think we're alone and so perhaps part of doing your best this week in this moment is just to remind yourself I'm not alone and all that's required is my best We do the best we can with what we have in the moment. Just breathe into that enoughness, let it fill you. And know that as you go out into the world doing your best, not judging yourself. You have so much light and love to give when we're not spending our energy on judging and finding ourselves lacking and trying to figure out how to do it better. No, we do our best right now, and then we're free. And Free people don't tend to harm other people. And so free yourself today. Because your best was always good enough. All you have to do is agree that it is so. And so it is. Amen.